Mindfulness Mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. So good to have you with us. Today, my topic is how to release your inner bully dialogue. How many of us have a bully on our shoulders? I know that that's certainly been the case with me. Someone, someone who's always telling us how we should be doing things and what we could be doing better. A lot of times that person, that inner bully, that inner bully critic sitting on your shoulders is putting you down. A lot of times they're saying, you know, hey, you're not enough. Hey, you're not good enough. You know, maybe they're saying you're not smart enough or you you can't earn money or you whatever it is. That that inner bully dialogue that's constantly criticizing every move you make, making you feel like an idiot when you don't live up to their expectations. That negative self-talk reminds you of all your faults and your flaws, even when they're not even hardly true. You know, it can seem impossible to stop listening to these voices in our head, but it is possible. It is possible with some practice, and it does take practice. If we only knew where to start. Well, that's what this episode is about, how to, how to release this inner bully dialogue, how to get past it and not have this constant voice that's telling you you're not good enough. Well, you know, we can be held hostage by our own thoughts. And if you've listened to Mindfulness Mode before, which I'm guessing you might have, you know that I've worked in the field of bullying prevention for 18 years. Back in 2003, when I first started working in that field of bullying prevention, I focused on the bully, I focused on the victim, and also the bystander. And I would teach my audience, the students, usually students, I would teach them about the bully and teach them about how, you know, we can all be a victim at times, we can all be a, a bully at times. And and also, we are usually in that place where we can be a bystander and we could speak up and do something about it. Well, after doing like so many of these presentations, I mean, I, I did over 1,800 of these presentations, live presentations. Some of them were keynote addresses for companies. A lot of them were in schools. Well, it started to become obvious to me fairly early on that the biggest bully is often the one who lives within our own mind. It's our own personal inner bully. Like I said at the beginning, sitting right there on our shoulder. You know, maybe that's kind of an image that you've had that 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 dialogue is just so close to you. It's almost part of you. It almost is you. Well, you know what? It isn't you. I mean, that's what I conclude. Very often that inner bully leads us to believe, like I said, that we're not enough or that there's something wrong with us. It's that critical voice that seems so eager to be judgmental of others and then of ourselves. And a lot of times that's how bullying starts. We're critical of other people. We're judgmental of how other people do things, how they look, how they act, what they say. And then sometimes we end up bullying them in one way or another, maybe even within our own minds. Maybe it's even unintentional. Well, a lot of times this criticism of other people 
happens because we are self-critical. We don't think we deserve to win or we feel like there's something wrong with us. So we take it out on other people. Have you ever come across someone who's constantly critical of other people and they frequently exclude people from their lives? Suddenly they just block someone out of their lives because they think they're not good enough or they think there's something wrong with that person or maybe that they think, oh, that person did something I didn't like, so I'm just going to exclude them from my life. Well, these are the exact same people that usually have a low opinion of themselves, even if that doesn't appear to be the case. It's usually a self-esteem issue. So like I said, doing over 1,800 live anti-bullying talks and presentations taught me that it's easy to see the bully in other people, but way harder to see it in ourselves. And once you do see it in yourself... Once I see it in myself, then I know I can do something about it. So here's how you can release your inner bully dialogue. And the first thing is listen. The first step is to notice those inner bully voices, those same voices I've been talking about. I once had a temp job where I did quality control for a credit card company. I I remember so clearly a couple of the people that were working close by me. And this one woman, she was constantly critical. She was critical of me. She was critical of other people. Sometimes she put herself down. But a lot of the criticism of me, it was passive aggressive. She'd say things like, did you really have to do that? Did you really have to do such and such? She wouldn't even look at me when she was saying it. But she was saying it to me and and she would accuse me of of not coming back from break on time or all kinds of things that I knew they just were not legit but it got so bad that people talked about her behind her back and you know when they would come to work in the morning they'd be kind of like rolling their eyes and like oh what's she going to be up to today the worst thing for me was how passive aggressive she could be without ever actually saying anything to my face but everyone knew what she thought of me because of how much negativity would pour out of her mouth on a daily basis now the way this fellow employee carried on reminds me exactly of how my inner bully behaves and going back a few years like this inner bully that I had on my shoulder was sort of just doing doing his thing without me stepping in because I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't understand how to step in. Well, these sneaky negative messages just under the surface that were, were coming from my, my inner bully sitting right there on my shoulder, well, now I notice it. Now I realize that it's there. I'm aware of it. But thinking back to that temp job, it kind of helps me realize that my inner bully is real. It's still still real. It's not like it's gone. I've named him Jasper. Giving him a name and an identity helps helps me stay aware that he's constantly lurking in the back seat. And sometimes I think of it like like I'm driving a car and he's in the back seat. And every once in a while I tell Jasper off. And I tell him, you stay in that back seat and you just mind your own business. 
I'm doing the driving. That's for me to do. Just mind your own business. And I and I speak to him in a confident way. If he starts to get too pushy and starts to act like he is the boss or he is doing the driving. And this works for me. It keeps Jasper where he belongs. So, so just remember that the first step is noticing this inner bully dialogue, being aware of it, and, and kind of stopping in your tracks when you hear it. The second thing is setting goals. Now, I'm an action taker. I've always been that way. I've always found that taking action as soon as possible gives me the momentum to make things happen that are positive. But sometimes I don't take the time to focus on what I, I want to achieve before I take action. So I have to remind myself to create an outline that tells me where I'm going. So you might say I'm setting goals. You might say I'm setting a destination. And that's why I've put that second, setting goals. Because even though I am an action taker, I have to pause and think, okay, where am I going? And that's like if you're going on a trip, you know, you're heading to Los Angeles or you're, you're heading to Halifax or wherever it is. You need to know that you're heading for that destination. Otherwise, you're going to be going all over the place and you don't know whether you're going to end up in New York or Miami or, you know, wherever it is. So, so set goals and don't take forever to do it. We're constantly hearing speakers and trainers talk about setting goals and sometimes you might think it gets a little tiring, you know. Well, the reason it's such a popular topic is because there are so many of us, and that's me included, during lots of times in my life where I was aimlessly plunging forward, I should have stopped, set goals, and then taken action. But I was veering in all directions because I didn't have clarity about my destination. Two years ago, I had a, a coaching client who told me that she had never been one to set goals. She didn't really believe in them. And she always thought it was kind of a lot of nonsense and kind of overrated. She said she always thought goals were for people who were not action takers. And she said for her, goals were just a waste of time. But then she told me she got an assignment in her graduate program that required her to set a goal and put it into writing. She kept procrastinating on this this project until the night before it was due. And so hours after thinking up different ideas, she finally came up with something that was really meaningful for her and she thought her prof would like it. She went on to tell me that this was one of her biggest wins during her university years because she somehow, well, she took this goal that she had made and she had a goal and two or three sub goals and she glued this on a card just inside her purse so that every time she opened her purse, she would see it. It would kind of pop up and she'd be reminded of what she wanted to achieve. And by the end of her degree, it was like, like I think it was like a year to go she had, she had achieved every one of these goals and sub-goals and she said it taught her the value of setting goals and sticking to them. And after that, she used the system on a regular basis and she got used to the feeling of setting goals and making them reality. Setting goals and making them happen. She told me that hiring a mindfulness coach was actually one of her goals and that she had listened to dozens and dozens of my mindfulness mode episodes before deciding I was the right person to be her coach. So I was certainly honored to be her coach. And anyway, choosing a direction in life 
Well, that was so critical for her. And I coached her for about a year and she was just absolutely thrilled with the progress she made as far as the mindfulness part of her life because she was more of a I would say she was more of a left brain person. And so she told me, you know, I want to bring more creativity into my life. I, th I think there needs to be more balance in my life. I think I, she said, I can see the value of mindfulness, but I'm not sure how to implement it in my life. And we worked systematically through this. I helped her learn how to meditate and I helped her with all of these mindfulness aspects of her life. And she couldn't have been more happy when when we finished the coaching uh, the coaching package that we did and wow I was so like I said I was so honored to to be her coach being able to set goals is is really really crucial now I'm going to cut in here and tell you that I can help you achieve your goals I have a five-session package available because one of my clients just graduated and is overjoyed with her progress. And as a trained hypnotist, I use proven hypnotic techniques to help any one of my clients, and I helped her specifically get to the root of her problems. And it became obvious what was holding her back. And we worked through that and methodically took her to a new place where she could see exactly how to move forward in her life. She told me, she said, Bruce, she said, now I have clarity. Through these sessions that we've done together, she says, now I have clarity. Now I can see what was holding me back and it feels like moving forward is easy. It's a no-brainer. She's now in a dream relationship in her life and money has started to flow for her as well, which was something she was working on. And it was kind of surprising for her how everything fell into place, how the pieces just seemed to fall into place. But it started for her with mindfulness and the hypnosis that I did was something that she said was just crucial to her success. So let's talk about how you can achieve your goals. Let's talk about how you can be part of this and I can help you. Be part of my beta package. I've got a beta package on the go and I have room for one more person and you can get in at 50% off the regular price of my coaching. Send me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put beta package right there in the subject line. Then I'll know you heard this message on this episode. So like I said, hit pause right now. Send me an email to bruce at mindfulnessmode.com with beta package in the subject line and we'll set up a free 30 minute chat to see if you're a good fit for the program. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so we're talking about how to release your inner bully, that dialogue, that inner bully dialogue, how to release it. And we talked about, number one, listen. Listen to what that inner bully is saying. Number two, set goals. And now, number three, we're, uh, we're going to talk about taking action. And I already said taking action for me is something I a lot of times jump the gun at. And I've learned not to do that so much. But taking action is critical. And I think the sooner you do it, the better it is. 
And certainly that's the case. As long as you've set goals, like I mentioned already, taking action means being willing to do the tough stuff first. Brian Tracy wrote a well-known book called Eat That Frog, and it's it's a great book. It's a real quick read and so worth getting, I'm, I can tell you. It's all about beating procrastination, but the whole point of the book is to do the toughest stuff first. And what is the thing that you really want to put at the end of your list? What do you want to do last? That if you were making up a to-do list, you would just kind of put it in very small printing at the very bottom because you just think, oh, I just, I just don't want to do it. Well, consciously make the decision to do that item first. Eat that frog. Jump in. Tackle the tough stuff. Confront the most undesirable activities first, and then you'll start to feel like you have some momentum. Now, this really works. It's, it's not easy. Nobody ever said that this was easy. It's challenging to dig in and do the nastiest stuff first. But once you get into the habit of doing this, then it feels like you can sail through everything else. Those other tasks can seem like a pleasure. They can seem like a joy because you know you've already accomplished the most miserable jobs. Number four, keep moving. Your body and mind are not separate entities. I know, I, I think that a lot of people think that. You know, we've got our mind, we've got our body, we've got these two different things. Well, your mind is motivated to think positively when your body is in action. And your body is motivated to move when your mind is thinking positive thoughts. That's what I think. Anyway, I'm going to repeat that. Your mind is motivated to think positively when your body is in action. And your body is motivated to move when your mind is thinking positive thoughts. I'm thinking uh, way back before the pandemic started. I was at the gym one day. I was going through my normal routine and working out. When I noticed a, a guy across from me, this guy, he had curly hair and, and intensely focused eyes. You could just tell how focused he was. His, his muscles were huge and he was lifting a lot of weight. I don't know how much he was lifting a lot of weight. I remember noticing how confident he looked and how easy it seemed for him to, to lift all that weight. And I remember thinking how motivated he must be to be working out that way and I was pretty sure I had seen him there a number of times before and he built up you know this great body one day we started talking and he told me he'd been in an accident and the physiotherapist got him working out and eventually suggested that he get a gym membership and a trainer and he told me that once he started with the trainer his life started to fall into place and he started to feel good about himself. He started to achieve some of his goals. He said that he was constantly plagued before that with negative self-talk. He said, especially after, after his accident, he called, it, he called it bad attitude and lack of confidence. And when I use the term inner bully, he kind of lit up and he's like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what it is. He told me that now he runs on a regular basis and that helps him to stay positive as well. Well, I believe that whatever your routine is to keep moving, it's important to make it a habit and stick with it. In, back in January of 2020, that's before the pandemic, as you know, I started walking every day. I made it a, a priority. At first, I walked every day 
outside for 45 minutes, no matter what the weather was doing. Then I upped it to an hour. So every single day outside, didn't matter if it was minus 20, it didn't matter if there was a foot of snow, you know, I just walked. And since December of 2020, I've been running for an hour every day. And it's incredible how it clears my mind and helps me stay focused and gets me set for the day. It definitely helps me shake my inner bully. Now, I'm not saying running is necessarily right for you, you know, but getting your body moving, I think that is right. I think that's right for all of us. And if you listen and set goals and take action, you'll look over on your shoulder and instead of seeing a bully on your shoulder, I think you'll see a coach, your own personal, positive, upbeat coach cheering you on, giving you a boost, helping you feel confident day after day. Not that you're going to feel absolutely confident every single day because we're all humans and you know we have ups and downs and we, we know that. Don't get me wrong. This, you know, this doesn't just happen on its own. It's up to you to make it happen. And I believe you're well on, on your way to this. And the reason I say that is because you're listening to this podcast. You're listening to Mindfulness Mode. And you've listened to almost the whole episode now. So something inside you is telling you that you can do it. You can use mindfulness as a tool to accomplish your goals to live life with purpose, to find your confidence and become the person who's grounded and feels content and enjoys a feeling of happiness on a regular basis. So put that coach on your shoulder. Give him or her a name if you like and enjoy having a positive mentor right there with you, cheering you on. So remember, stay in the mode, mindfulness mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Erica Flint's Cascade Hypnosis Center for being our valued sponsor. Hey, Erica, we really appreciate you, and Erica is a terrific teacher of hypnosis, and I know that because I am a graduate of her program. Now, if you're a healer or a coach or a counselor or someone who just loves helping people, Consider the powerful results that can be achieved with hypnosis. You can become a hypnotist, just like I did. Contact the team over at CascadeHypnosisCenter.com. And if you'd like to work with me and break through some of those mind blocks, maybe lose weight, maybe quit smoking, maybe it's something else, I would be so thrilled to work with you. Don't put it off. Do it right now. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. That's bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we will get you on track and we will help you to move toward the goals that you've always wanted to achieve. So now take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.